0: buttons, and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny.
1: Welcome to Gun Funny episode 64. Today we're going to chat with Skinny Medic from Medical Gear Outfitters. Malcolm wants to beef up his dating profile and talk about laser engraving. Today's panel is Sean Heron and I'm Ava Flannell.
0: Do you ever wonder that when robots take over the world, if they'll give us sexually trans- transmitted viruses?
1: Sometimes I think about that. Yeah, me too. But only when I'm in the shower or if I'm about to go to bed.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, those are two two times when the, these are things that you would want to t- talk about. And, uh you know, I, I've had enough of that conversation. Let's talk about manicorms. <laughs> <laughs> uh First, I, I think I had a stroke. This seems to be a, a thing that is happening to us a lot lately. Well, it's Monday. <laughs> it's a Monday. Ava, tell me about manticore arms. You tell me. Well, Manicore Arms is a great company. They're based out of Illinois. They're run by a man named Sven Johnson, and uh, he is a wacky inventor of cool things.
1: Yeah, one of those cool things is the Tavor forend. So basically, you replace that stock Tavor, that polymer forend, with an aluminum, the one that Manicore invented. It adds three inches, and that allows you to, you know, just a little bit extra space to add more accessories. It adds three inches. Yeah. Dang. I know. Maybe you should get it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, that'll do. But yeah, definitely check them out. I think Manicore Arms owns the front of guns, basically. The Transformer Rail, these the the end for the Tavor, all kinds of, and the Scorpion Evo, all kinds of great stuff.
1: Yeah, like literally there's it, there's nothing that they're not doing. Yep. So, so check them out, gun, or I'm sorry, check them out, manicorarms.com And if you use the code GUNFUNNY15, that gets you 15% off. All
0: right, let's get into it.
1: things you never knew on deconstructing the industry So we are here today with Skinny Medic. The first question I have and it's, you know, it's it's a tough question to ask cuz I think hitting. about this all the time, but Hard-hitting journalism is what this is. Yeah. So, okay, like what happens if you gain weight? Are they still going to call you Skinny Medic? Because I personally, I think about this all the time. Like, my caricature has a nice body. You know, she's pretty hot. But it's obviously a replica of me. And, like, what if I gain weight? Yay. <laughs> okay. Do they make little butterball gun bunnies?
0: I think so. <laughs> yeah, man. Do you have to change, like, all your branding, everything? What happens? I
1: mean, do you watch what you eat specifically so that you're always known as Skinny Medic?
2: I know. Like, I didn't think about that when I first started going with the name Skinny Medic. But, like, I do think about it now that like I'm being older. And yeah. I'm like, I guess, like I would probably just have to switch, like shitty medic or something like that. Like I don't <laughs> really know.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, that, that would but, be amazing.
2: So that's that's kind of my game plan. I think I'm just gonna go with like shitty medic and make a whole other YouTube channel just doing like random stuff that's not the right thing to do.
0: Yeah, that yes. would be and, awesome, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> like putting tourniquets around people's necks and you know just using tampons for bleeding control, like all that crazy stuff we hear about on the internet, like I just want to
1: do it. Yeah, well I was gonna say, but what's gonna set you apart from like all the other YouTube channels out there?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so
2: but like I do, like I I work out, like I try to avoid the dad bod. Um I watch what I eat, but like it's definitely pressure now that this um uh, I did a holster review and this guy's like, Oh look at your fat hanging out. I'm like what
1: where what? <laughs> Oh dang I'm like It was the and, love you know, it's handle. Like, it's
2: in the comments section so people are always pretty brutal on there.
0: Yeah, just imagine how my comment sections are. Uh,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> They're as big as my midsection.
2: Oh my gosh, like it's terrible. Like people just comment stuff on there and it drives me nuts. Like people would not say that if we were like face to face. Right,
1: no, cause they'd get stabbed. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so
2: I'm like, come on, like just be nice.
1: Absolutely. So how'd you get into the medical industry?
2: So I started out as a, um, EMT. I uh, got my EMT right out of high school. Uh, my dad was a firefighter, so just kind of. Fell into that, like thought might be pretty cool. Got my EMT and then uh, straight out of high school and then got my paramedic after that and um, worked in EMS for a long time, full time and kind of stumbled into my business platform that we're on now. And now we do that full time. I still work on the ambulance and still do some really cool stuff pre-hospital. But yeah, just kind of like, I guess fell into it. That's what my dad did. And I was around it all the time. I remember my dad, like, go go on calls, you know, bad wrecks or cardiac arrest, and I would go with him to sit in the truck and watch, and, like, I wanted to be out there. Like, I wanted to help people.
1: So how did you fall into your YouTube channel?
2: So um, I'm friends with Such00, and, like, we went to the same church together. We ate dinner together, and um, he started his YouTube channel up and was, you know, borrowing guns from different people. Like, that's how he got started. And then probably a few years into it uh someone uh usnrer doc he's a youtuber out of he's a portland oregon he's a doctor out there sent such a medical kit and don's like i have no idea anything about this like can you give me some help And i was like, yeah so we kind of look, went through it i'm like this is a really cool kit like that's a cool idea and such was like you should do your own kits and do videos and talk about how to help people and like use the products that you're trying to sell or other products and show people how to use them and demonstrate them. So we kind of just was like, okay. So I went to Candace and was like, I need a hundred bucks. Like I need a camera, like this really crappy camera, but it'll work for right now. And we got started and it just kind of happened.
0: <laughs> nice. That's pretty awesome. Actually. Um, what was the first video review that you did?
2: It was the cat tourniquet. Um, it's awful. It's still on YouTube somewhere floating around, but it's terrible. And like I'm I took the camera out, like I was going deer hunting and I was like, all right, this is to shoot my first video before I go into the woods. Like I'm in this camouflage, like militia type looking outfit. <laughs> and I shoot this video. It's awful. And um it kind of started off from there and kind of flew under the radar for a while and then like some of my buddies found it and it they started ragging me and it kind of took off from there.
0: That's awesome. I've been a subscriber for a long time. In fact, just this morning, uh, as I was getting ready, I was watching your "How to Put in an" you subscribe. IV. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was watching your uh, "How to Put in an IV" video.
2: Yes, that's an older one too.
0: Yeah, it is. I, it's, but you know, I think this stuff is like so important. How important is it you to actually bring good medical information to the masses and the YouTube doctors and whatnot?
2: I think it's super important. Like, there's so much misinformation out there that I just want to try to guide people. And there's people that maybe they mean good. They Maybe they've been out of medicine for a while or they haven't had a trauma class in 10 years and they're just promoting this stuff or information on the internet. And I'm like, it's wrong. And so try to gently push them and guide people to the right information. There's people posting stuff that, you know, maybe they've never treated a gunshot wound in their life. And they're now posting a video on how to treat a gunshot wound. And I'm like, you've never done that before in your life. So just, I think it's super important in the time we're in, in our society, uh, to have good medicine out there.
1: Has anybody ever told you that because of your videos, they saved a life?
2: Yes. About once a month, I will get an email, it seems like, saying someone uh, used a tourniquet uh, that I sold. We've had two officer saves uh, by tourniquets that I sold. And then some like I remember a gentleman said that he was in a wheelchair and he cut his leg really bad and he had his first aid kit actually strapped to his wheelchair and was able to stop the bleeding uh by the kit we provided for him. And that's super rewarding to know that all this hard work, the time, you know, spending in the middle of the night editing videos and thinking about content, like that's that's rewarding to know that you still I'm making a difference even though I'm not on the ambulance full time.
1: Yeah, Absolutely.
0: definitely, man. What are some of the, the biggest misconceptions and the biggest, uh you know, bad techniques that you hear about?
2: Tourniquets are seem to be like the big thing right now. There's a lot of misinformation about there about when to apply a tourniquet. Like how, like, is it dangerous? Do we loosen it up? Should we not put a tourniquet on? And people are still thinking about trauma care from 10, 15 years ago, Mm -hmm. and trauma care has come a long way since then. So knowing that it's not a big deal to put a tourniquet on, it's not a huge deal. Like if a tourniquet's on less than two hours, it's not a huge deal. So that I would rather see someone put a tourniquet on a wound that doesn't necessarily need it than not put it on and the patient bleeds out half their blood volume on the floor.
0: Yeah, without question. You talk about making a difference and it's got to be kind of interesting. Cause I mean, you were EMS, you were out there, you were like literally on the streets kind of every day. How difficult was it for you to make that decision? Like, Hey, you know what? This, this business is doing kind of, this is paying the bills. This is doing what I want. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to hang up the stethoscope and kind of do my thing.
2: It was huge, big decision. I mean, I'd been in EMS at that time, probably about 14 years full time. So we had healthcare insurance. We had. A check every two weeks, guaranteed, but my health had really gotten worse. They thought I had Crohn's disease, ended up I had ultra colitis. That uh, means I was uh, going to the bathroom about 15 times a day, mm-hmm. which doesn't work out well, uh, being on the ambulance. And, um, so I was like right now on my videos, I'm about 165 pounds. Uh, at that time I was down to about 120, 130 pounds. So oh, I've lost man. a bunch of weight. My immune system sucked. Like I was catching everything coming and going. And then I was on prednisone steroids about three times a year going through this process. And it's all started like, like right about the same time I started my YouTube channel. So it's kind of interesting that like I started getting sick about the same time I started YouTube. But ultimately, there was a bigger plan in place for me. And then Thanksgiving Day, I think it was 2015 – I was standing in the shower. My in-laws are at my house. I'm getting ready for work. Uh, I work night shift. And I had a GI bleed standing in the shower. And I was like, okay, this isn't good. blood's well, not supposed to be coming from there.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Wait, wait. What's um, a GI bleed? Uh, yes. It's yeah. bleeding from his penis? A butthole. Oh, okay.
2: But yeah, I was bleeding from my butt. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you're just staying in the shower and there's nothing you can do. There's blood running down your legs. So I still went to work. Uh, and I went in the... My supervisor was like, you look like crap, Dietrich," And I was like, yeah, I, I'm bleeding. And so I ended up going to the ER, received some blood, got some hospital stuff done. And they were like, you know, if you got out of EMS full time, I think your health will be much better. I was like, okay. So that following January, just a couple months later, uh, we went full time with the business. And it's just something we've been praying about and talking about. And we felt like the business uh, Medical gear Outfitters was there enough to support us. Uh, so we stepped out in faith and it worked out. It, it, it grew. We went from basically $100 started our business to a couple of years later. Uh, it supported my wife and I full time. And now at this point we have, it supports my wife, both and I full time and we have two employees that help us. So it's, it's crazy how it worked out from a year stretching out, going out a leap of faith. That that God was there to put His hand and have that blessings on our life to, to know that we need to start that business five years ago because I was going to be really sick in five years, and not going to do EMS full time.
0: Yeah, so health got better then.
2: Yes, like I am hundred percent better. No GI intestinal issues. I'm on no medication.
1: I am fantastic right now. I feel like this whole interview is like a uh, TMI with Skinny Medic, <laughs> right? <laughs> totally. I was I mean, going I to the bathroom I... like 15 times a day. <laughs> it was amazing. I mean, crazy. Like uh, the ambulance was so mad we had to keep pulling over and, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've I've had the times where I'm like, I had a great partner there for a little bit. And um, I'm like, dude, I have to go to the bathroom. Like we've got to go to the ER fast. And like we would be driving through traffic a little quicker than we're supposed to i I'm like, I've got to go like, this is, it. I can't stop it. It's going to come.
0: <laughs> you mentioned so. that uh Such said you should do your own reviews and sell your own kits. Did that kind of start at the same time, the YouTube channel and medical gear outfitters, or was one born of the other.
2: We started doing the channel first and was just picking up, you know, cat tourniquets and picking up different first aid tips and different first aid related items. And that started first. So I did the channel probably for about a year or two. Uh, first, And then kind of like, all right, I think we should start selling kits. And we started out with our small medical kit, which is basically like for boo-boos and things like that. Because I figured out quickly that, one, the first aid kits are really overpriced for what they were. Or they had a thousand Band-Aids in them. Mm-hmm. So we started out with our small kit. We That's all we had on the website, which is this one kit. Take it or leave it. That's what it was. And then we started growing and started saying, all right, I want this kit to do this scenario or this kit to do that scenario. So we just kind of come up with different kits to fit different scenarios and it kind of snowballed on
0: us. That's pretty awesome.
1: I didn't realize that there was like counterfeit tourniquets and all this other gear out there on the market. Do you think, because I've heard Sean say, you know, don't get your tourniquets and stuff and your gear from like off Amazon and eBay because most of the time they are counterfeits. But like, do you think that they are reliable or should people avoid them? Or do you think, you know, if if anything, that they're good uh, to use for practice? So
2: I I don't like the, the counterfeit, the knockoff tourniquets. I have a bunch that we've broken in class. There's been documented stories of police officers using the knockoff ones and they've broken on them. So the counterfeits all started by kids playing airsoft. In the airsoft game, you could put your tourniquet on your vest so you you look like a little operator. And if you got hit with those, you could put a tourniquet on and you were still in the game. So a lot of the tourniquets didn't even tighten up. Like they didn't because they were toys and they're just, they're not made of the same plastic. There's not the same design features. Uh, so they're just not reliable enough to uh, use. And I feel like that problem comes in is from like a business standpoint is there's not a huge markup from north american rescue to the wholesaler side so what these people are doing on ebay and amazon is they're buying the knockoffs and then advertising it as a north american rescue to increase their profit margin Mm -hmm. and i think that's dirty i think it's wrong absolutely Uh, so we we push that really hard like i yeah, on Instagram or Facebook, like I'm always like, Hey, that's a knockoff, that's a fake. And don't trust it because they will break. And I've done a video on it before where it shows the fake has to be tightened another five turns to tighten up. And it's one thing, so five times is a huge deal, but if you're bleeding out, that five turns makes a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I don't even like buying them as trainers because I feel like you're still supporting the company. You're still supporting the manufacturer who's making these fake toys. So I still don't even like, I get it. People do it and it's a, it's a budget thing, but I try to encourage people to even if you buy like an older generation, real one, use it as a trainer, which they should be doing. You shouldn't use your real tourniquet that you're going to have in your IFAC, your first aid kit as a trainer, because it stretches the Velcro, the plastic wears. So uh, there's some issues there. So, but you can absolutely have trainers but just buy an older one and market like trainer. Like I saw on Instagram, a guy put what the timestamp is. It said uh, t- where it says time. He put to train. And I thought, that's really cool. Like that's, a, that note of lets you know that's a trainer, but it's something uses a timestamp on there.
1: Yeah, totally. So there's like a ton of new part or new products on the market. What are the issues with testing all the new stuff?
2: So yeah, like that's, there's a lot of, Like there is no perfect tourniquet on the market right now as we talk. Every one of them has their faults. Like I like the cat, but it has its faults. I like the soft tea as well, but it has its faults. You've got the rats tourniquet. Uh, you've got the swat tea. Uh, All of them are good in certain areas and bad in certain areas. So I think the perfect tourniquet is still waiting out there somewhere to be developed. Uh, but trying to figure out, all right, so this tourniquet works on a, 19-year-old male that's super fit, works fantastic, but it doesn't work on the 55-year-old who's obese. So trying to figure out where that perfect area is and then start to test that. There's mannequins that do that, but they're super expensive to Mm -hmm. buy a mannequin that says, yes, this one tourniquet has completely included blood flow. It's good to go. And then you run into problems where... I can't mention the company, uh, but I did <laughs> a review on a tourniquet and it failed. It didn't work. So I let them know before I, like, I'm not going to post this video, but here's the information that I've given you. And they basically emailed me back and said, if I posted that video, that they would consider defamation to their company and that they would have to take action and all this stuff. And I'm like, so now I'm between a rock and a hard place. Like, do you post this information? And get threatened with a lawsuit or what do you do? So yeah. it's tough.
0: Definitely. And it's kind of crappy that they're, you know, the, their first thing is to be litigious about it and not mm-hmm. just be like, well, let's figure out why it failed. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about, by the way.
2: Uh, yeah, I, everybody who listens to this, like if you follow my Instagram, you know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. So
0: <laughs> without uh, that,
2: question. It was funny. That company actually filed a copyright uh, issue with one of my pictures on Instagram and like got me a flag on Instagram because of it.
1: Those
0: jerks. They they really are jerks. I mean, honestly, like behavior like that. I don't care how good the product is. If your company's a bunch of dirtbags, yeah, uh, or jerks, or whatever it happens to be, like I'm not interested. I don't want to support companies that are bad.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's right. been a lot of companies out there that, when I meet the owners and stuff, and they're jerks, I'm like, yeah, screw your product.
2: Exactly. Like it doesn't matter what. Like you could be the best. Mm-hmm. Like I know we're all friends of facts, and so I'll say that. Like those guys are fantastic. Like I love hanging out with them. Like I want to be around them. They have a fantastic product. So, but if those guys were jerks, like I wouldn't have facts and barrels. Oh yeah. So, but but they're super cool. Like, but you still, you have those products that are out there that are could be really cool, but then the owners are jerks. So you just like, all right, I'm gonna walk away.
0: Yeah, 100% agree. Hey guys, we're talking to Skinny Medic. We're gonna take a quick break and hear from our friends at Hackett Equipment.
1: So when we met Greg in person, he told me that in the future they're gonna be making EDC bags, uh, that have like the two shoulder straps. Yeah,
0: like a standard backpack. Right now it's got it's like a sling bag so it goes across the front of you.
1: hmm Yeah. And I'm I gotta say, that's the one thing maybe I don't really care for. I've never cared for like even purses that kinda go over the shoulder. Even though if you're carrying in your purse, that's probably the best way to wear your purse. But so I'm really excited that they are making the E D C bag with both straps. Yeah. So I kind of like the sling style bags. That's just because it reminds you of being Chewbacca. <laughs> okay. That's true. I'm not going to lie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just go ahead and say it. Hackateequipment.com. And they don't have to pay full price.
1: No. Cause what code can they use?
0: The code that they can use is, it's a really good code, honestly. And <laughs> it is gun funny and it gives you 10% off. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for putting me on the freaking spot.
1: Well, I'm really tired of you always asking me for the code. <laughs>
0: Alright, we're back with Skinny Medic. So, Skinny Medic. When, when you talk about making like an IFAC, and I think there's been a whole lot of people like focused on medical the last couple of years, and I, I do want to talk about that, but before we even go there, like, what do you think makes a good IFAC for the common man?
2: So there's a couple of things you need to figure out, like, is you need a tourniquet. Whether it be X, Y, or Z, it needs to be a good, a good tourniquet. Uh, you need a pressure bandage. You need some galls. Such as like combat gauze or sea locks or, uh, you know, just compressed gauze and but, then chest nails. But wait,
1: what's gauze? Ga- gauze? Gauze? He's from gauze. North Carolina. <laughs> I know. I'm <laughs> like, you say it funny. <laughs> I'm from down south. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded funny. i said fine. y'all and stuff
2: like that.
0: Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, sorry. So you're saying hemostatic gauze or just regular, you know, curlic style stuff.
2: Right. Like if your budget allows, then yeah, get some hemostatic agents. If you are on a slightly or less budget, then get some Curlex or compressed galls, things like that. But you've got to be able to control major bleeding and fix holes in the chest. And I think that's kind of important. You know, people, a lot of times forget about chest seals. And that's a pretty large surface area on our body that something may penetrate. And we need to fix that. So a good tourniquet, pressure bandage, galls, and chest seals.
0: Yeah. And I'll say, you just mentioned chest seals. And I don't want to nerd out too much here for a second, but I've I'm sure you do the exact same. But you look at a lot of the stuff that actually happens with mass killings and things like that. And a lot of our chest seal data that we have comes to us from the military. And they have a way different wounding epidemiology than we do as civilians in the civilian world, you know, because they're wearing plate carriers. So a lot of their stuff is, you know, uh, trauma to the extremities and things like that. So obviously tourniquets are very, uh, very much effective in treating that kind of thing. But then, when we look at, uh, you know, the Aurora shooting and, and Vegas and things like that, people are dying from holes in the chest and holes in the neck and holes in the head and things like that. And I don't think that there's generally enough focus on chest tourniquets and, and, you know, the signs and symptoms of tension pneumothorax and what to do. And you have a great video on pneumothoraxes as well. But what do you think about that? Like for for us as civilians living in the real world that we live in, not military, there's there's a, some differences that we have.
2: Absolutely, that's one of the things. Like we push. In my class, and is the knowing how to put a tourniquet on that's important, but realizing that your chest and your back are a very large area that are more likely to get hit. And if you do, if you go back and read these after-action reports on these active shooters, these people are executed. One is I think we're teaching uh, the run, hide, fight thing. I think it's totally screwed up because kids are hiding up under their desk, mm-hmm. and when the kids hide up under the desk. Or but our church pew they get executed point blank range high caliber you know they get shot in the chest or the head and unfortunately just what can do about the headshot wounds but the chest wounds like these kids are just getting executed into the back into the chest and they're they're dying from those and like you said not necessarily from the femoral artery or brachial arteries gunshot wounds to the chest that's that's killing these kids and the stop the bleed campaign is fantastic. Like I love teaching stop the bleed, but even they are their program. They, there's one slide on chest seals, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, okay. So when I teach stop the bleed, I add an extra station in there to say, "Hey, this is a chest seal. Let's let's make a chest seal, whether it be your hand or plastic bag, or let's use the hyphens or halos or whatever. Let's let's talk about chest seals for a minute."
0: Yeah, completely agree. Now, the second part of that question was. Personally, maybe it's just because I've been more interested in it over the last few years. But I've seen a ton more people be concerned about medical stuff. Um, have you seen that? And why do you think that is?
2: I do think so. Like, it's I think it's our day and age that these active shooters, active threats, are getting more publicity uh, than ever before. So people are concerned. Like every time there's an active shooter, active threats, I see the views go up on my YouTube channel. Like it, they spike. The subscriptions pu- spike. You can go back and look at the data and like, oh, there's a spike there. Let's compare that to the news. And you'll see that maybe it was uh the shooting down in Florida or wherever there was a shooting at you or the Vegas shooting. Like it was all these spikes in my YouTube channel. People are searching like, how do I make a tourniquet? How do I stop bleeding? So people are very concerned about it. And before, like medical was the black sheep of the training. I still think it is kind of like people want to take like a two day pistol class, but they don't want to take a eight hour trauma course. So But until something happens in their hometown and they're like, oh, my gosh, I need training. Like I want to be able to know what I'm doing. And so I think even like a national standpoint, with Stop the Bleed campaign and other classes like first care providers, stuff like that coming about, people are curious and people want to know. And so uh, like for me, my local school district just got trauma kits. They only got a, a few per school. But they didn't get any training on it. So we're like, hey, we'll do the free training. We just want to come train you guys. You've already got the right product. We want to give you the right training now. So, But people are definitely interested. And I think it happens when the scenario hits their home or hits their life. It's easy to watch on the news and us to put a distance between that. But when it happens in your own life, it makes a big difference.
1: Sean and I, we actually just went to a school to, well, he taught the kids. I kind of tagged along. I personally, so Sean's been teaching medical for a while now. And I recently sat in on one of his classes because I figured, okay, it's time. I know that I've been needing to learn this. But for me, it was kind of hard because for those who don't know, I lost my mom due to like a really bad accident. And so it was like, it was tough for me to take the class because I felt like one, it would bring back memories. But I think you can't help but like wonder in the back of your mind, like, is there, is there something that you could have done to like, you know, like save her life? And, um, yeah. Sean. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what? I was, I was like, I, was, I, I was need taking, to bring that up for a second. Hold on. <laughs> I was taken by the emotion. No, I mean, it, that was the thing that was the big fear always, uh, having her come in and take the classes, you know, because it was, it was, re- it was really traumatic for, for her. And, She did a really good job. She was there for the whole class. Um, you know, stepped out maybe once in the whole day, but I thought it was, I was impressed, uh, with, with your fortitude for sure. And I think maybe it kind of helped set aside some of those things. Like there was not really anything you could have done.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely like helped. If there was any question behind it, I realized, you know, if anything, there really wasn't, but do you ever have like students where it's like, You know, I mean, because that was—it was definitely difficult for me to learn. But I also knew that, like, if the future, if I was ever put in a situation again, I would—you know—I'd rather deal with sort of reliving that memory and knowing what to do than, you know, just kind of avoiding it entirely.
0: And living with the what
1: if? Yeah,
2: it does. It it sucks. You know, the last class I did, there was a school teacher in there. And I was talking about triaging kids and about how if it's you and 20 kids, you may not be able to save them all. And the fact that you have to step over kids and that you may have to step over a six year old little girl who's been shot in the head. And she started crying and like it hit home because when I said six year old little kid, she pictured her little girl that's in her class. And that's emotional. Like that's that sucks, and it, it's it's tough. And unfortunately, like you were saying, like there's times where people have survivable injuries that you know if I could have been there, I could have done something. But there's also those injuries where no matter what could be done, there's nothing you could do. Just trauma is just too great. It's in the wrong space, wrong time. But there's nothing you can do. And it's but bringing that emotion to know that maybe the next time you're able to make a difference to someone's life. And, you know, I I don't know what it feels like. Lose a parent. I really don't. But to know that you could use that scenario to maybe next week, you're rolling down the road and something happens in front of you and you're able to save someone else's mom. Like that's, that's what the training is about.
0: Yeah. And, And I mean, honestly, just like being, being honest with yourself about what capabilities are like, Any of these classes that people take, it's like, it's not a medical degree. It's not a paramedic license. It's literally just learning how to make the biggest amount of difference that you can in the limited time that you have before first responders get there. You know, we talk platinum 10, we talk golden hour. It's never about saving a life. It's about helping keep someone alive until, you know, the, the professionals can get there.
2: Yep. And I mean, it's, it's one of those things like for now, me, like I don't wish Bad things on people. Like I don't want someone, like if I'm working the ambulance, like I just do I wish they might get shot. Wish there'd be a bad wreck. Like I don't wish that. But at the same time, if something bad's going to happen, I want to be there. Like cause I know this is going to sound really arrogant and cocky, but like I know my skill level and I'm like, I, if someone's injured really bad, I want to be there for that person. I want to be there for that. Like I've trained every day. I work my butt off every day. Like I want to be there for that person. And there's times I've been there and I've made a difference. And save someone's life, save a little girl's life or there's times you're, there's nothing you can do and you're just staying there and you feel hopeless, but it's tough. It's, it's this realization of how fragile this life is that we live in. Definitely.
0: Yeah, definitely. Thank you for opening up, Ava. That's- I don't know where to go from there, but
1: <laughs> yeah, I killed like, the mood. Was... so much for putting funny in, you know, <laughs> yeah,
0: this is gun somber. <laughs>
1: yeah, this is supposed to be gun funny. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, we're going to start crying. Yeah,
0: <laughs> no, it's good. It, we had. Uh, it, it was well, really and good.
1: I, I mean, I talk about it, too, because I don't think I, th- I think it, it, it's more often that people have these thoughts or if they've been in a situation where it could potentially, I guess, bring back, as they say, like PTSD or something. But for me, I think that the benefits of knowing what to do, again, it just kind of outweighs sort of like it's something that you just kind of live with. Yeah. And, sure. and maybe it's not for everyone.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I I don't know about you, Skinny Medic, but uh, there's definitely blood squeamish people out there. I had a guy come through a class and didn't tell me that he was blood squeamish. <laughs> and it, actually, he said he had been doing, um, God, I don't even remember what he called it, but he had been watching like terrible, gory videos online to try to prep himself for it immersion, immersion training. Yes. And so he didn't mention this literally got up to go to what I thought was the restroom during class. A few minutes later, someone comes running in, someone's laying on the floor in the bathroom. So I run in there, poor dude had like literally uh, passed out, fell forward while urinating, hit his head on the urinal, fallen back. So I walk in there, he's got blood running <laughs> down his head, wiener hanging out, uh, totally unconscious. And
1: I was there. Yeah,
0: it was. uh, It was
1: actually my student because Sean and I, our offices are across the hall from each other. So I was about to teach a class. He was already teaching the medical class and it was my student that came out running uh, saying somebody's passed out in the bathroom. I (laughs) felt bad for
0: the dude. But man, I recommended he go to the hospital because, you know, I mean, his pupils were equal and responsive and everything. I didn't think he had any head trauma. But when you hit your head and you go unconscious, I think it's a great idea to go to the hospital. He refused and actually ended up finishing the entire class.
2: (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But yeah. Yeah, I've had
2: one student like that. I've never had a student pass out on that, but we were doing wound packing and I have a pretty cool wound packing that's pretty, pretty legit and like blood's pouring out of it running down the sidewalk. And he's like, I pass out of blood. I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) You took a trauma class? You passed out? out? So he got pretty pale, but he did not pass out. But I was like, that's, that's hilarious.
0: Yeah. Definitely, man. So what are your, uh, for medical gear outfitters, what are your best selling products, do you think?
2: So the cat tourniquet is our best-selling product because I talk about it a lot, I post about it a lot, and I'm passionate about teaching about it. So that's our best-selling. Probably second is our small kit, uh, which has like the 5 by 9s Like it's our boo-boo kit. Mm -hmm. But that's a kit that everybody who has a basic first-aid training knows how to use. Like if you've had Boy Scout training or you've had a basic first-aid class from Red Cross or whoever, you know how to use the stuff in there. So... Uh, it's, it's our cheapest kit and it's the most practical kit.
0: Definitely. I love that. If you had to make a plea to people who hear this show and listen to this show, uh, to get them to get medical training, you know, what would you say?
2: It's to think about like, like if was saying like her mom, I'm like, you've got to make it personal. You've got to get the training. Like it's only a Saturday. It's a little few hours out of your life to go get some training that can absolutely make a difference in someone's life, whether it be your family or you save someone else's dad or you save someone else's brother to make it personal. Just having the gear is only half the battle. Like just having a cat tourniquet is only half the battle, but knowing how to use it, when to use it and having good training on it is the other part of the equation. So taking some time to learn how to do CPR. That's another thing, you know, someone goes into cardiac arrest your, by the bystander is going to be one that saves that person's life by doing good quality chest compression. So uh, you can absolutely make a difference in someone's life by having the right training.
0: Totally agree. Where can people find all the stuff that you do online?
2: So our social media stuff, you can go to SkinnyMedic.com. That'll send you to our social media, like the YouTube videos, stuff like that. And then if you're looking for first aid kits or supplies, you can go to MedicalGearOutfitters.com.
0: And I actually, I always recommend people go buy from Medical Gear Outfitters. It's in fact where I get my stuff from. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you're doing great work out there. I literally, I subscribe, I watch all your videos. And uh, I know it was a tough choice for you to go do this full time. But man, I'm so glad that you did.
2: Yeah. Thank you. We got a really cool kit called the We Like Shooting Kit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that one's all right.
2: That's a cool kit that's. It's all right. Somebody put it together. and We, we, we worked with a, a, some other podcaster uh, to go to that one. So it was pretty
0: good. <laughs> nice. I love <laughs> it. Check out Skinny Medic all over the place. Medical Gear Outfitters. Buy, buy your med gear there. Honestly, like Amazon, eBay, it's too hit or miss for me. I'm like, you got to buy it from a reputable source. And there is no more reputable source, in my opinion, than Skinny Medic.
2: Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. I okay.
0: you going to stick around for just a little bit and finish the show with us?
2: I'm going to run. I gotta go pack some orders. All right man, oh. that sounds good. Hey, people, right. <laughs> people are going
0: to bleed. You need to send them the stuff to stop that. Absolutely. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you guys for having me on. Absolutely, Thanks. man.
0: We'll talk to you soon. Yes,
1: sir.
0: All right, it is time to talk about our friends over from
1: Actually, why do you, why do we have to say our friends over here and this is our friends? Can't we just be like our, you know, our buddy bears? Well, cuz I the problem is
0: is it's uh it's a verbal crutch that I use because I have to switch screen from the show notes to go over to the audio and I need to make sure I know where I'm at, that I need to find the audio. But You think file we could change use... it
1: up and just call them like our buddy bears.
0: Our buddy bears over at matador arms are really good people. There are sweet little muffin tops. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I keep seeing their sidewinder on, uh, just pop up all over Instagram. Like they're killing it with the sidewinder. Yeah. Uh,
0: so one of my friends actually just, uh, got in contact with him to get one. Needs one for his precision rifle. And uh, he is damn excited about it as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just it's nice. And it's you fold it up and then it's so much easier to uh, transport and stuff. So right now they're selling it on their website, 149.99. But if you use the code gunfunny10, that gets you 10% off. You can get that at matadorarms.com.
0: All right, go check them out. They also sponsor our prank call segment, our little buddy bear sweetie muffins over at Matador (laughs) Arms. And here we go.
1: It's time for Prank Cause with Malcolm and Gertrude. Honey!
0: Oh,
2: this is Mike, may I help you?
0: Uh, yes, hello, my name is Malcolm. Uh, I'm calling just to see if you could help me out with something that I got going on. Uh, I've been filling out a lot of dating websites, and I'm not getting any hits, but I wondered if maybe I took some pictures with firearms, if I could get maybe like the more women to send me messages or whatever. Uh, Dick, is oh, that
2: it, would work fantastic.
0: Is it okay if I come in and just take some pictures with some guns? Yeah. Uh, what, go, what gun would you recommend personally? Any of them. Like is there one that would make me look more macho? I'm an accountant, and honestly, I just – I think that the women don't think that I'm manly enough, so I was wondering <laughs> – you know what the best one. I think try
2: I think you need to try another site
0: I, I've tried all of them uh tender uh okay Cupid accidentally that other one the, I don't even know what it is. it's like tender but not for, not for women, if you know what I mean uh, that was terrible. but like what gun do you think that would be the best for me to put in my pictures? A uh, revolver a revolver <laughs> yeah uh w- which ones do you have there?
2: Uh, you'd have to come in and check quite a few. All
0: right, but you do think that that would work then Absolutely okay, thank you so much uh wh- what are your hours today? Um, Open till 7. All right. That sounds great. Thank you. What was your name? Thank you very much. I hope to see you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. A revolver. A revolver. Because he he started making fun of my accent, I think.
1: (laughs) Yeah, a revolver. That one's really going to get the ladies. It just screams, hey, I'm a FUD.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I'm going to shoot it like, oh, forget about it. (laughs)
1: I'm going to be like, it's just the trigger, you know, it's so heavy to pull. I can't even, but it looks real cool, right?
0: We've been doing a lot of these, uh, dating picture prank calls. And I got to say, these are getting at me some of my favorite responses. Cause like no one gives an F Yeah, nobody. they're like, shut up. I don't
1: They're care. like, yeah, sure. Come on by. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. No Fs given click. Yep.
0: Without question. Pretty dang awesome. So we thank have a, you. we
1: have a few more in the queue to share with you guys. And <laughs> we do. I think you'll enjoy it.
0: All right, now it's time to talk about our heterosexual life mates from Polymer 80.
1: (laughs) I really like that intro. (laughs) Thank you. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, I'm glad you're, you know, you learn pretty quickly. I
0: I do. I do. I appreciate it.
1: So we're always talking about like their pistol frames, but they started off making the 80% AR lowers. Yeah, I know. I have one. Okay. No need to get a little moody. I, it's not I just want to remind. I just want to remind our listeners. Yeah, so just that don't tell me. Do you know? Yeah, I know everything. Jen, but G U G, G U you know. <laughs>
0: okay, Jew Jew. I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, they make uh AR lowers as well. And what's nice about the eighty percent lowers is. I mean, you don't have to go through, you get it in the mail, you can make
0: it. I mean, look, in this country, it is legal to make your own firearm in in your garage or whatever it happens to be. That's the the whole 80% revolution. I mean, it's kind of changed the industry and things like that. It it is completely 100% legal. There's nothing surreptitious about it. If you want to make your own gun, if you want to go to Home Depot or Lowe's and buy the stuff to do it, you can do it in just a couple hours. There's videos on YouTube. It's easy to do. But that stuff's all complicated. Polymer 80 takes a lot of the, the mystery out of it. They have excellent instructions, great jigs, and I highly and recommend
1: it. And really nice products to go with all of this stuff as well. Yep, all so kinds of accessories. go to polymer80.com and use the code GUNFUNNY. That gets you 10% off.
0: Definitely do that, and uh, we'll be waiting here for you. Tactic Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find
1: out now. So I know laser engraving's been around for a while, but it's really starting to get popular with the firearm industry. When we went to Illinois, Sven gave us a gift.
0: He did. They were, they were, uh, Colorado legal magazines.
1: Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but what did they, but okay. So magazines. So that's cool. I mean, who doesn't like any yeah, a- magazines? AR mags. But there was something really special about them.
0: Yeah. They, they were laser engraved with what on it? A uh, little flying yeah. objects. Flying what? dicks.
1: Okay. <laughs> you could have just said penis. I, I thought
0: you were going there. I wanted to make sure that I did not meet that expectation. Yes.
1: Yeah, Sven from Manticore Arms, he gave us the little flying penis mags.
0: And Sven, our l- our little baby cutie uh, buggy bear.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it just makes me love him so much more.
0: (laughs) That was an awesome gift. And it was cool, too, because he was just like, oh, hey, I got you guys some magazines.
1: I know. Yeah, it was pretty cool. (laughs) Uh, I also received another magazine from CMB Quality Coatings, and it had the Gun Funny logo on it. Yeah, that was cool. I mean, it actually came out really nice. I don't have a nose, but other than that, like, I, I look pretty hot.
0: Yeah, I, the the weird thing is because you you got a nose, you got a I got a really t- big yeah, Jewish <laughs> nose, so
1: maybe he didn't want me to feel self conscious, <laughs> yeah. so he just did away with it. Yeah, the Condor. Yeah, so and and he also um he gave me a engraved uh what is it the backplate back plate to the block. Glock and it has the gun funny logo, so I'm gonna gun funny it up at the range. That's for sure.
0: So I mean, this stuff is cool, but the thing that I'm super interested in,
1: super 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 interested in.
0: I hate stippling. Like, I think that most, there's two companies. There's a that, few
1: companies out there that can manage to do it well. Yeah. Um Most of the time I look on it, I look, you know, online at, at the stipple jobs and it's uneven. It just, the lines aren't straight. I mean, it just looks like a mess.
0: Yeah. So I am not a fan of stippling at all. Like I, there, there's only really two companies I can even think of that, that do stippling that I would like. However, the new rage now, the new rave, the new, uh, crunk AF, fire
1: the drop of like it's hot
0: exactly razor roof is laser stippling
1: and it's it awesome.
0: looks really good yeah like super good and it's something that i would i'm like yes that is absolutely perfect in every way it looks professionally done we have
1: a bunch of Palm 80 frames i think we should just start sending them out
0: to get them laser stippled yeah yeah i don't know who does the best job though that's what i got to figure I out i
1: have an idea i uh i reach out to the company and ask them if they wanted to be on the show and they never respond. So I'm kind of like, cool, f you. Yeah, we'll find don't another really, one. Yeah, I don't really want to give them my business. But they're the one company that I did find that I like. But Yeah. So I
0: I mean, I think that it's awesome. They can do pretty much any pattern. I, it definitely takes time to set up the programming to do that. I've got a little bit of experience with laser engraving that that I've kind of helped with and seen done. And uh, you know, I've got a general idea of how to do it, but there you're going way above and beyond. I love the laser stipple. It's actually something that I would get done.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So if anything, guys, go and check out uh CMB, C- C- go and check out CMB quality coatings. And
0: that's C and B. Uh C ampersand B quality coatings. Uh, they do some laser engraving. You know, Ava, it is time for the iTunes reviews. It's time for
1: you. It's time for you to read those reviews.
0: Yeah, with our baby buggy bear listeners. Let's go. Because I'm not allowed to say friends anymore. Uh-huh. Apparently.
1: I mean, it's just getting old, yo.
0: I feel like I'm living on planet bullshit. I feel
1: like I'm just living where, you know, history just keeps repeating itself. Balls are the wreck 69.
0: Man, that almost needs like...
1: Balls well, are... I got this. Balls are... Yeah, that's a...
0: Balls on the wreck 69. That's pretty good. Yeah, you like that? Uh, five stars. You need a review bad. Everyone, listen to this podcast. This is a great podcast. I'm 61. Still 30 in my own mind. Uh, And love guns and get great enjoyment from the likes of these people. What do you mean, these people? The topics are up to date. The guests are first rate, especially Kleckner. That was a great episode. And there is no wasted time, except for some of the prank calls. Really, you guys, you need to prank the the gun controllers, not the pro-gun folks.
1: Ava. Yeah. Well, hold on. The only thing is, is I'm pretty sure they'd come back and say, "Yeah, us. exactly." Not gonna we would that. totally prank the anti-gunners, mm. but it may not go so well.
0: Ava is hot, 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 and a great host. The oh, only problem thanks. is the other guy from We Like Sean podcast that is always there. He is so gay fat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what the? F- you got called gay fat by a 61 year old. I, I <can> probably take <laughs> gay a 61. I love that. I know
0: it's like he wants to take over and run the podcast. Ava, get some balls and kick him in his. Show him who's really boss. Did I just whistle when I talked? Yep. Wow. No, really keep up the good work. We need more people like you. Gun Funny episodes are the right length for a podcast, too. It fits my commute perfectly. Just need one a day. That would be the perfect daily vitamin. I think I'm going to give him some vitamin S.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I like that review.
0: Richer Than You says, five stars. Love this podcast. I've always wondered why we like shooting, gave Ava the boot, and left the commie Savage. People say the prank calls are hard to hear, but listening to Savage during going ballistic is way harder (laughs) to listening to.
1: I agree with. And I'm sorry, but that We Like Shoot show, they didn't give me the boo. I left.
0: Love the show, Ava. Hearing a female's perspective on certain subjects is really interesting. we fired you. Keep up the good work. <laughs> Maybe she can te- teach We Like Shooting how to get a few more followers on Instagram. LOL.
1: <laughs> Burn. All right. That'll
0: do. Uh, uh, no no gun bunnies here. Broke college guy at Clemson University, but considering becoming a Patreon.
1: What are you waiting for?
0: Maybe money. Like,
1: Oh, yeah. He could be waiting for some money. Well, no, it says broke college guy. Yeah, so he doesn't even have a job. Probably not. Yeah,
0: probably working at the cafeteria, making spare money.
1: Mm, given he's, probably, a, he's probably like, honestly, he's probably selling marijuanas. giving over the pants hand jobs in the in the quad. <laughs> is that how? Is that how you made ends meet? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. We
0: all know that's your story.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I left WLS by the way. Uh, we heard her. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, guys, it is uh, time Wait. to
1: start. Whoa, we didn't even pick a winner. Yeah,
0: because neither one of those guys gets to win.
1: I mean, gay fat, that was pretty funny, I and I kind of feel bad for the poor college kid. Actually,
0: gay fat's pretty goddamn good.
1: I mean, for a 61-year-old to come up with that, I'm even impressed that a 61-year-old is listening to podcasts. Well, I'll, I Most will people say, his age don't even know what a podcast is.
0: I assumed he just had a stroke halfway through his typing a sentence, <laughs> and he missed a few parts, but yeah, gay fat, I think, wins.
1: Oh, uh, but I also feel bad for the college kid. Why? Because he's poor. Uh, so what? Help me, I'm poor. (laughs) All right, they both win.
0: All right, sounds good. Get in touch with us, guys. Now I think we'll start wrapping this thing up. Let me play my music again. See, it wasn't even the right music. I think I meant to play this one. Nope, that's also wrong. Anyway, you can go to gunfunny.com. You can find all the places that we share our content, social media wise, everything else in the universe. I know you want to do it. Just go there. You can also become a Patreon, you can subscribe to the show. Ava, what the hell is a Patreon?
1: Uh, basically, you know, just for like a dollar a month, or you go—I mean, really, the sky's the limit. But even if you're, no, you're a broke-ass college kid, but you still want to support the show, you could even donate, pledge a dollar a month, and uh, all of the funds go directly to the show. It's not like we're like, cool, we got a twenty-five-dollar Patreon, let's go out for drinks, because the way I drink, that's not gonna last very long. But, uh yeah, so we don't keep it for ourselves. It goes back into the show. Because of you guys, we were able to afford an editor, Kenny Ortega. Thank hey. you very much. He does a great job. Thank you very much, Kenny. And, uh yeah, you get access to our Look, Patreon-only Facebook group. The Patreons
0: is like friends with benefits, right? Like, you give us money, you get cool stuff, you get prizes, you get access to the the, the Facebook group. It's all awesome. Yeah. Become a Patreon. Gunfunny.com. Click on Patreon or patreon.com slash gunfunny. That's the way to do it. We've got some Patreons that are like at a special level. They actually get extra. They're attention. special, all right. There's four people that are twenty five dollar Patreons. Who are they? Their names are Corbin Bonafide, Iraq Veteran eighty eight eighty eight, Charger Arms, and Ryan Morrison. All right, lay off the
1: coffee. They yeah. paid a good twenty five dollars. Maybe you can spend a little bit more time on them.
0: Corbin Bonafide, Iraq Veteran eighty eight eighty eight,
1: Charger
0: Arms. <laughs> and ryan morrison
1: i'm sure that that one made the hair on ryan morrison's <laughs> yeah. back stand up dude that felt real gay maybe i am gay fat. i think so <laughs> <laughs> all right king of the patreons is two a jewels if you're thinking about becoming king of the patreons you just have to basically uh Outbid. pledge a little bit more than king or than uh 2a jewels is at this point it would be a dollar more
0: yep. like 76 dollars. but the benefit of this is you get a t-shirt and you also get us to say whatever you want. 2 A Jewels added a new line of fashion jewelry. If precious metals aren't your thing, check it out on IG and Facebook. Ava, do you like 2 A Jewels? I love their stuff. Did you like them before they became the king of the Patreon? Absolutely. So did I. I've awesome. been
1: wearing their stuff for quite a while now. A
0: couple years at least? Yeah. Yep. I,
1: think I mean, their really, awesome. all the cool girls in the gun industry are doing it. All right. Get the hell out of here. Even gay fat over here <laughs> sitting next to me.
0: <laughs> Patreon.com slash gumfunny. Become a Patreon, becoming the king of the Patreons. Thank you so much to Skinny Medic. Check him out, SkinnyMedic.com, MedicalGearOutfitters.com. watches YouTube videos. I highly recommend them. Uh, he's got like really great videos on, on just a lot of different ways to do things uh, from a guy with experience in the field. And I can't recommend them enough. Uh, you can check out all of his med kits and everything. Buy a tourniquet, whatever you need. Thank you so much, Skinny Medic. We appreciate you. Ava, you got anything else?
1: Uh, I want to go get a cheeseburger.
0: Let's get on up out of here and get this woman a cheeseburger before she gets hangry.
1: Want to send feedback? Suggest a place to prank call? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.